1982. The film Tron was controversially not nominated for an Academy Award for visual effects because, at the time, the use of computers was considered cheating. While wearing his future wife Sharon's dress, Ozzy Osbourne drunkenly urinated on a cenotaph erected in honor of those who died at the Alamo in Texas. He was arrested and subsequently banned from the city of San Antonio for 10 years. A 10-year ban doesn't sound so bad when compared to the sentence handed out by the Hope Washington Sheriff to a drifter just looking for a hot meal. It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. Please, you can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am your host, extraordinaire. I draw first blood. I am LPJ. Sitting across from me, wearing a lovely Detroit Tigers motif uh, outfit here, is the one, the only, cleanup hitter, the Sphinx. What's up? Hey, Sphinx. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you, LPJ? I am good. I sound good. I look good. It's... We, we're... we're uh, pull the curtain back here a bit. We're recording the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. Nobody needs to know this. I'm full you're, you're doing this again. Of delicious food. Th- when is this coming out? Like January, probably. <laughs> this will be, and, and you just told everybody this is a day is Black Friday. <laughs> late December. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you. It's going to be at least middle of December. Probably late December. No one cares. I hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're the worst. <laughs> anyway, let's have lpj not talk for a moment because we have a guest today <laughs> we do oh sorry player one miggy is here with us today miggy hey hey i'm great um you know i, I just something just hit me that you guys invited me on black friday <laughs> and i believe i am um <clears throat> the first um, ball person to be on this show yeah on, yes on yes. black friday yes absolutely that, i know this is like let's do action jackson i'm like no let's uh, not do action jackson <laughs> actually it was blade but <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to do shaft i mean <laughs> true <laughs> maybe in february i mean <sighs> well we're very happy to have you here today i'm happy to be here and we are very happy with the choice that we have today as well as i am thoroughly happy with this choice. yes we are doing Rambo First Blood. Yeah. Yeah. So we, obviously, we let our guests generally pick whatever movie we're going to do that week. Uh, Mickey, pick First Blood. Uh, Any particular reason why? Uh, You know, this is one of my favorite, I probably want to say maybe two, number two on my uh, favorites list of uh, classic action movies. Okay. Um, Stallone was one of my favorite actors growing up. I mean, if Stallone was in it, I, I watched it, so... Yeah, it's 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 up there for me. So you you must love Rocky then, right? The franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for the new one. Or to see the new yeah. one. Yeah, oh, Creed two. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see Creed. Oh, you're missing out. It's great. Yeah, I hear it's really it good. Really I good. never it got around to see. I like Michael B. Jordan a lot. Yes. Yeah, he does an awesome job. Mm-hmm. Even in Fantastic Four, he was pretty decent. We're not going to bring that up. <laughs> I don't care that you just bought it. <laughs> I probably won't. I've seen it once, and I probably won't watch it for, I don't know, probably another few years. I just bought it for the collection because I'm a comic movie junkie. Fair enough. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what was your first experience seeing uh, seeing First Blood? 
Well, um, let's see. I believe it was Christmas, uh, mid to early 2000s. Okay. Um, I was gifted it for Christmas by my parents. It was the, matter of fact, it was the Rambo Collectors. I think it had one, two, and three. Um, and then I happened to find the whole collector set in the steel case. So I went and exchanged it and got Ram, got, what was it? It was First Blood, Rambo one, two, no, I'm sorry, Rambo two, three, and Rambo in there. So, uh, I cracked it open and went through all of them that weekend and that um, I think I stayed up late at night watching. Matter of fact, I think I watched it twice back to back. Um, the first one? The first one, yes, because um, there was like one or two scenes in there um, that really like, you know, stuck out to me. But yeah, I think matter of fact, it was Christmas 2013. Yeah. So it was it was. Yeah. It wasn't a uh, matter of fact. It was quite it's quite recent. Yeah. yeah I was going to say 2018. Yeah. Because wow. the because the. Uh, because because Rambo came out not that long ago, the fourth movie. Yeah, like oh eight maybe. Oh, it was right? later than that. I think it was, was like it? I think it was like twenty twelve. Could be. Yeah, I can't remember. Which I enjoyed that movie quite a bit too. I liked that one a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but not as much as the classic. I mean, I'm a I, I'm yeah. I'm a classic. Anything in the eighties like action uh, was was it and early nineties. Mm-hmm. Golden age of action movies. Yes, yes. me. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. So, Sphincter. So. <laughs> this is my first time watching it. What? No way. I know, really? I I know Rambo. I know who it was. I know a lot of the scenes from the movie. Yeah. But I I have never actually watched this movie. Oh, oh I'm curious to hear what you think about this because I, I will tell you first off, it is not at all what I thought this movie was going to be. No, it's not no, at all. Yeah. Like based on what I've heard about clips I've seen obviously it wasn't from this movie totally no not at because all because I was totally expecting he was in Nam or somewhere in Asia fighting people and, and like full war type of you know action movie and that's not at all what this movie is about at all so it was actually kind of a nice surprise mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to see it like completely different from what I expected this movie feels like a prequel to the, all the other ones this feels like something they would make after the fact yeah it sounds like from from some of the reading I was doing on the other movies that is more in line with that right the second one he goes back in or he either goes to Laos or Cambodia or, or maybe Vietnam can't remember I think it's Cambodia he goes in to okay. take he goes in to do reconnaissance to take pictures to see if there are POWs there, but not to rescue them. And basically what it is is the government ends up wanting to just know that they're there mm-hmm. so that they can, um, not not necessarily to rescue. I don't remember what the exact, how, how it well, works we're not, out. We're not totally talking about Rambo 2. We're not. We're I get not. the idea. And it, but it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen, yeah. I'm assuming you haven't seen that one. No, I've not. I haven't okay. seen any of them. All and right. then and then the third one, like the colonel's capture in afghanistan or something like that yeah yep. yeah so anyway yeah so this was my first true experience with rambo wow. so yeah Man. i know i feel i feel kind of i don't know like i shouldn't have admitted that no like it's an cool. action movie podcast Dude, but no but maybe totally cool. that'll offer a little bit different viewpoint of how this movie plays out mm-hmm. so well lpj you're it's you now so yeah no i i've seen this movie countless times i mean this this is one of those action movies that i've seen over and over and over again i mean i saw it the first time i saw it all the way through it was probably like mid 90s and then i just i've kept watching it ever since um it's one of the reasons why i fe- kind of really attached myself to stallone like i really like stallone and this is one of his best performances i think it's a very understated performance and the fact that he it really it shows the caliber of his writing too like uh, yeah. people, f- I think people forget that he is 
a really good screenwriter. Yeah. Um, and he's great at writing dialogue and 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 um, pathos. And um, I think I think he, he hits the he just hits it out of the park with this one. But yeah, I love this movie. I've seen it countless times over the years. And I would say this movie, going off the conversation on Stallone real quick, it it made me think about a movie we did back in the day, The Fugitive. Yeah. In that, um, you know, Harrison Ford didn't have a whole lot of speaking, you know, things to do. Right. And Stallone was the same way. You know, he doesn't have many lines in this movie, but the ones that he has are, you know, very meaningful and to the point, and, you know, it, it's everything else that he's doing in the film that, that really shows his, his great acting as an action movie star. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally agree with that. And this movie went through extensive rewrites, too. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. it did. Like, Stallone himself wrote seven drafts of this, and then yes. they did a couple additional. Um, he uh, ended up A couple additional? I got a little pop quiz on that later, but... Unless you know the actual number. I don't know the actual number, but you All know right. what? Pop quiz, hot shot. What's he doing now? All right. We'll take a guess here. Whoever wants to go first, how many drafts were there for Rambo First Blood? Maybe you want to go first? Ooh, I'm going to say um, 13. 13. Well, it's at minimum, it's eight, mm-hmm. obviously, because Stallone wrote seven. Okay. There's obviously one before that. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say like 25. Ooh. Ooh. 26. Ooh. Super close. Yep. That's insane, right? 26 drafts. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, it, this is quite a departure from the book, too. I mean, oh, and, and departure yeah. as far as the resolution and and Rambo's characterization. Yes. Uh, Rambo's was actually, actually in the book was characterized more as kind of a cold-blooded killer. Like he was just like a brainwashed killing machine. Um, and he murdered, what is it, like 18 people in the book? Yeah, he killed a lot of people in the book. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the ending is completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ends with uh, Stallone with Rambo and, um, uh, what can I think the of sheriff. the sheriff's name? And the sheriff uh, shooting each other, mor- mortally wounding each other. Uh, as the sheriff's dying, Troutman comes in and shoots Rambo in the head to finish him off. Yep. And then wow. the sheriff dies, too. And then the sheriff dies, like, in Troutman's arms. Yeah. Wow. So it was more a story about Troutman and the sheriff connecting than it was really about about Rambo. Yeah, and the book came out in seventy two, so it was it was a whole decade after that the movie finally comes out. It was yeah. by David Morrell. Morrell, um, and yeah, people even when the book came out, people were not thrilled by it at all. I mean, seventy two, you're still in the Vietnam War, still having issues there, but it's also like a, that's you know that's a graphic interpretation in the novel at that time frame. People are not happy with it overall, so yeah. right, yeah, it was a big deal. And I, I'm I'm a little confused because obviously the time frame of the book is not set in the future; it's set, I believe, in 1972 mm-hmm. um, with him coming home from war. Yeah, uh, obviously, is it is the movie set in 82? You know, I don't know because Be- I can't. That's what I couldn't figure out. I couldn't discern if he's he'd been because the movie starts with Stallone coming to visit. One of his old, the only remaining Vietnam buddy that he has from his from his platoon. Yeah, they're Green Berets. The Green Berets, right? And Stallone, and he he go finally finds the guy's house, and he finds out that he died of cancer. Yeah, from, from Agent Orange. From eight, yeah, Agent from Agent Orange, Orange uh, um, exposure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how long does that take? I mean, how long after he got back did he become exposed? The, the, there's a real disconnect for me as far as when when the time frame the movie takes place. I guess my thought was somewhere in between, maybe like a five-year period, 
because it seemed like he wasn't it wasn't just after the war um but it, it also doesn't seem like it was a whole decade past either because what would rambo been doing for the last 10 years so right. i feel like it was maybe like a four to six year period in my I, personal opinion, i think you're right because i think all that time he spent traveling to find his war buddies and he was the last one on the list because mm-hmm. in the movie he says they're all dead they're all dead yeah. and then uh you know obviously he has his breakdown at that point yeah and um after he saw his last um well I guess it was his wife or yeah. family member. Um, didn't he? He had a list or something. Did he throw that into like trash or fire? Yeah, he was walking away? it was like a picture and a list. Because I know he gave the picture to to the wife. Yep. And he threw something out. I couldn't figure out what it was. Might have been the list. It was the uh, it was the address to the place that okay. he had written down that the guy had given him. Yeah, but then even later in the movie, you know, the colonel is asking about all. You know, colonel admits that he didn't know what happened to all the other guys, and that's I think that might have been when Rambo kind of snapped emotionally and was like, "They're all dead," you know, yeah. like he finds that out, and the colonel's like, "Oh, I didn't know, man. Sorry." That was at the. I don't know if it was at the no, end that, or no, was on the phone was the, call. That was in the yep, middle was when it. he was trying to contact. Right. Him yep. on the oh, radio. it was when he was on the walkie-talkie. Right, yeah. right, right. That's right. Okay. Uh, the movie is directed by Ted Kotcheff, um, which really there wasn't a whole lot that I had on him. He's done a lot of British and American kind of TV and film stuff. Um, he did another Vietnam-related flick called Uncommon Valor, mm-hmm. which was a year later that was with Gene Hackman. That was kind of a similar story from what I saw. He is big with Law & Order SVU. He's one of the big producers and directors of that. Um, there is one movie on his list, though, that I couldn't believe uh, is there. Um, LPJ, you got a big smile on your face. You must know what it is. I can't off the top of my head, but I remember I remember seeing one that's like, what the fuck? Oh, weekend, yes, at weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> How do you go from Rambo to Weekend at Bernie's? You ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? There's at least ago. one dead body in it. That's true. <laughs> He, and he <laughs> it has as many dead bodies in it as Rambo does. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, how do you? How do you? You know what? Forget Vietnam flicks. Let's let's pretend a guy's. Well, like, we don't pretend. Let's say a guy's dead and people pretend he's alive. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll make it a comedy because I'm done with drama. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, it's produced by Buzz Fagens, who is a huge name in the action movie. Uh, producer list. Um, I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about him quite yet, because uh, here are just a few of his movies, and I'm, I'm missing a lot. We got Conan the Barbarian, that Uncommon Valor, you know, he did that as well, Red Dawn. Um, we got the Tombstone, Total Recall, Universal Soldier, Die Hard with a Vengeance, some other one I can't read on my handwriting there, um, but plenty of action movies there. Um, that that he's big for, so yeah, good old Buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Rambo really was. Kind of, oh, he, he did all three Rambos. That's yeah, what I did, wrote yeah. down. He did all the. And Rambos. this is where he started. This is kind of where he cut his teeth as far, teeth as, far as action films go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we mentioned a little bit about the screenplay. Um, how David Morale, you know, is based on his book. But yeah, I mean, Stallone writes a lot of this, you know, for for the film. Um, he did have Michael Kozel and William Shankheim that kind of helped out there. Um, there was one version where uh, Rambo was going to kill about 16 people, and Stallone was actually the one that's like, no, I, I don't want it that way. So Stallone is the one that said that he did not want to be blamed in the movie for directly killing anyone. So, you know, when he throws the rock at the helicopter type of scene um, and, and the guy dies, you know, that wasn't really his thing. Um, and then he also wanted to put in there, too, that he turned himself in. 
So as we talked about with the book, mm-hmm. that, that was not the case at all. So there were actually two filmed endings, and they didn't know till the end which one they were going to kind of go with. So the one ending was kind of like a last hurrah type of deal, then the other one is obviously the one that we see here in this movie. So I thought that was interesting overall. So, yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the choice to to change the movie up and, and have Rambo be more sympathetic? Do you think that ultimately worked for the movie better? Um, I don't know. I I think it, it did. Uh, ugh, this is tough. I, I'm really, I still haven't really given myself a ranking on this movie yet. I'm hoping our conversation will kind of plug okay. it in for me, what sure. I want to do here. Because I feel like if, if they were going to go sympathetic, then they should have done more. Like, I feel like he really only has two big scenes where that sympathy is there. And that's when he apologizes to the the policeman about killing the guy. And then at the end when he kind of loses it and starts crying on his old colonel. You know, apart from that, like, I don't know. He seems like he's pretty cold-blooded killer. Like, he's been trained to act that way and, and will continue to be that way. So I wish there was more there, personally. But I- I think it, it was a good it was a good direction by making him more sympath uh, well sympathetic. Um, I mean, even from I would say close to the beginning of the movie when he was just picked on. I mean, it kind of gives you something to think about. Um, you know, even with the you know people who serve, you know what kind of what they go through. And that was what I was thinking of even while watching that movie. I might it might not be as dramatic as the movie was, but you can kind of think about what what they go through, how they're treated when they come back. I mean, here he was. He just looked for was looking for people in his platoon and he found um you know his family and found out that the last one died and i'm sure he's walking down the road still in his thoughts just thinking about probably what they went through um you know how he's not going to see him again how he's the last one and then here comes this clown cop just you know comes and harass him gives him a hard time and he's probably still in his thoughts going through all that and all he wants is a bite to eat and you know he's just he's just he's pushed to have a bad day you know kind of like uh, what was the the, the joker um, you know, you're one one bad day away from turning mm, yeah. into me, and he was just pushed. I mean, he he was pushed, and you know, if he'd been left alone, I mean, even when we saw him in the jail cell when he was being, you know, just um, way they were treating him, he was getting flashbacks, and yeah. I mean, I'm sure the cops didn't know they thought they were just dealing with the psycho crazy guy, sure, and he was getting flashbacks, and he was being tortured with that, and he was reliving what he went through. I mean, yeah, that scene, and then the scenes that you talked about, um, I mean, that really made it. Oh, made it um you know i, I would say yeah. kind of something something for the audience to think about yeah i think this movie does a, a good job with two things one it does a good job um portraying the mindset of america at that particular time the way soldiers were treated um you had how the way they're still treated mm-hmm. you can argue I, I would agree i would agree but the difference the difference is the difference ties in with my second thing that they, they show. They show PTSD mm-hmm. before it had a name. Yeah. It didn't have, it wasn't called PTSD. They didn't have, they really had no concept of what it was. And it does a good job of showing how a guy just trying to, just trying to hold it together can get pushed. And then upon pushing, he falls back into the routine that the only the only routine that he has where he can control anything in his life and that's by becoming a soldier and by doing what a soldier does mm-hmm. and and i think to your point the way why they couldn't go more sympathetic is if they did that it would do a disservice to the ptsd aspect of it 
I think if he went completely sympathetic, then you would lose the fact that he's damaged mm-hmm. and that um, he has to retreat into himself and into his training in order just to survive. I guess something that I I, I read it as a as a rev- as a, a critic um, from the time. Okay, and I I kind of agreed with it. Actually, I loved the first half of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like like you're right, Miggy. I think setting up like how he was treated as being this drifter going into town and all that. Like I felt bad for the dude. You know, you're right. Mm-hmm. Just you know, he's just having a bad day and he's getting treated like shit. You know, in the small town America, or whatever. Um, but there's no resolution. And that's what I, I disliked about this movie is that you are you're bringing forth conversation about PTSD and how this dude's coming back from war and, and he's messed up inside. But then we just don't get any closure on what ends up happening to him. And it sounds like with the sequels, that really doesn't happen at all either. It just kind of gets left as an open-ended thing. And I'm usually not a big fan of open-endedness in a movie. I don't know. Well, I no, wish there was more closure. I agree, and and that's and that's part of the flaw with with his character is he didn't have to go back into uh, um, Rambo didn't have to go back into the town. He could have just disappeared and left. Yeah, and that was he, my least favorite part of this yeah, movie is when he, he went back into to, town. He chooses to thus exposing his flaw. His flaw is his pride at this point, and the fact that he has to get back at. Um, uh, why can't I think of the sheriff's name? Will Teasel. Teasel. He mm-hmm. has to get back at Teasel. Um, and and uh, just to regain face, and they're both, they're both, they're both, their biggest sin. The two of them is pride. Yeah, I put that as a major theme in this movie: mm-hmm. pride and honor. Pride and honor. Yeah, and and you know he didn't have to go back, but he did. And at that point, that's when when things unravel. And as far as the consequences go, they don't say it in, in here. In the second movie, it starts with he's in a prison camp, he's in a work camp, mm-hmm. and he's been sentenced to ten years. And uh, he gets into more fights, and or he gets sentenced to eight years. He gets he gets something else happens in prison, and it gets extended to ten years. And then when that ten years is up, is when when this movie ta- when the second movie takes place, when Troutman goes and gets him. Okay. And that's when Troutman brings him back into the army to to continue his mission. And that's when it becomes basically just like a stereotypical action film. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of treatment, so Colonel Sam uh, or Troutman, Troutman, Troutman sorry. Um, uh, that's acted by Richard Crenna. Crenna, yeah. Crenna, and uh, he had—he uh, was a big actor in a lot of TV shows I saw from back in the day. Nothing that I've personally seen, but I think maybe our older listeners would know a lot more about him than than I would. I do have a pop quiz though for you here. Oh. Pop quiz, hot shot. Oh, please lay down. I guess it's my last one that I have here. Um, the character's name, Colonel Sam Troutman is named after someone or rather something that is a bit of a I guess a theme I guess sort of in the film that re- that impacts Rambo any guesses hmm Troutman is he Rambo's Jesus no hmm I don't know I got nothing he's a colonel for what the army Okay, which is part of what? The military. Okay, which is part of what? The United States. There you go. And what's his first name? Sam. Samuel. He's Uncle Sam? He is Uncle oh. Sam. Oh. Yeah. So the idea with giving his name Sam was Uncle Sam created Rambo. 
just oh. and like in the movie, right? And like he, he kind of treats him he like kind of create, yeah, he kind of created him, yeah. yep, like trained like, him and turned him into what he is. He's so, his only family. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So not only you know did the character Troutman turn Rambo into what he is, but the government also turned Rambo into what he is. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought that was neat. That was pretty cool. So right? I liked that. Was that from the? Is that because was his name that in the book? Yes. Okay, so that's was. from the book. That's yep. Morell did that. Not, not Stallone. Not Stallone. And, <laughs> Stallone and company. Yeah, no, no, okay. no. And then the only other uh, actor I had mentioned here was uh, Brian Dennehy. Dennehy, thank you, yep. who is the sheriff, uh, yep. Will Teasel. So what I thought was kind of neat is that Dennehy and Crano were both in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, Crano was in the Army, and Dennehy was a Marine, actually. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. So I liked how they did that. They were great in this. Oh, I thought so. Oh, my God. Well, Crano started off a little rough. I wrote down in my notes, Crano was talking like William Shatner in the beginning. That's all I thought of the whole time. (laughs) He was like, hey, I am here from the government. Uh Uh-huh. It was a little Shatnery. Yeah, big time. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think I started laughing out loud. No, you're right, yeah. It was a little rough, but then he did a lot better, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit further on. Um, the other thing involving uh, Dennehy, though, that I wanted to bring up, okay. well, not Dennehy, but, but, but Teasel, is there is a scene when he's in his office, and I did notice it, and I'm happy that I actually found a, a little piece about it in IMDb, uh, is uh, in the movie, or in the book, and I, I think they had filmed some of it, but it just didn't make it in the final cut, uh, the sheriff himself is a vet from the Korean War. And so there was yeah, this whole the, the subplot. Metals. Yeah, so there were medals uh, in the in the back of his office there. Yeah, there were framed medals. Yeah, and so there was a subplot there that that was maybe the main reason why he was so pissy at Rambo in the beginning um, after he finds out that he's a vet and it was Vietnam because Korea is thought of as the forgotten war because we also treated those returning sh- soldiers like shit. And maybe he was just kind of like crabby about that kind of deal. That was the one thing I didn't really get is his motivation. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. Yeah. So I wonder if that's what was missing here. That's it's what it seems like. Like like uh, like Teasel's motivation for. I guess the only thing I could draw from it was maybe they had seen some some vets come through before. Maybe they'd seen some drifters come through, and they literally just didn't want them in the town because they caused trouble. Yeah. Um. And so he was just preemptively moving this guy along. But that's what I think because it, it really did like it, I was kind of struck him back when I first like he was just a dick from the beginning. Yeah, you know he was just kind of like he had just walked into town and he's already like trying to escort his ass out and then yeah he didn't really cause a you know he started walking back in the direction of town. He just wanted something to eat. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's it. Just wanted so, some food. I mean that was the least the sheriff could have done was you know drove through you know through a diner or something got him something to eat and then left him at the other side of the bridge or whatever. Right, like. Yeah, he did. He was not very friendly. No, at all, which made me. You no, know, they, they both really caused their own problems. Yeah, um, and obviously Teasel sort of started it, but yeah. So I think that there, yeah, there was this whole subplot there. I guess the original cut of this movie was over three hours. Yeah, and uh, Stallone hated it. Mm-hmm. Wow, he actually hated it so much that he was willing to buy the movie so he could destroy the movie. So that could never be seen. And so it was finally realized, uh, we don't have to quite do that. So they did some super, super heavy editing to turn it from a three-hour movie to a 93-minute movie. And so, yeah, I'm going to guess that a lot of the stuff that was left on the cutting floor 
is probably that subplot and maybe maybe some other stuff in the middle that would have given us a little bit more of a storyline of what was happening here. I don't know. I, I was happy actually with the 93 minutes. I mean, I was. I was too. I think that was the right, was right amount of time. Yeah. It, it felt like a quick ride too. It did. Yeah, I agree. It did. It moved. The pacing was good. Yeah. It moved really well. Yeah, in fact, it was moving so well in the beginning. I didn't write many notes in the beginning, which is not typically me. I was, I was definitely like, like watching this, like wondering <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I wrote, uh, you know, I got Drifter walking into town, gets escorted out, doesn't like his kind, resists arrest, treated like shit, and then I pretty much got this huge chase scene. So I, the whole setup to this scene is, is fabulous. I mean, you've got him. So he he gets arrested. Uh, he's in jail. Uh, as Mickey mentioned earlier, you know, he's having these flashbacks when they were about to, I think it was cut his hair or shave him. They're going to shave, gonna him, shave yeah. his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just kind of goes nuts on the police officers. Some awesome moves there. Um, and then that results in a chase on a bike, results in a chase up in the mountains, results in a helicopter fight. I mean, there's all these awesome things that are kind of going on. And you just, again, it's another reminder, actually, from from The Fugitive about, like, what's happening here. Well, a lot of this felt like The Fugitive. The movie felt, the sound, I mean, felt a lot, the the music felt a lot like The Fugitive as well. It had very, um, you know, staccato piano and, like, kind of, like, real percussive piano music. Yeah, heavy hits and whatnot. Yeah. Which, do we want to bring up the music before we continue into the plot? Mm Sure. So the music here is from the great Jerry Goldsmith, mm-hmm. which, I mean, second to, to John Williams, I would say. I mean, Goldsmith is a icon in, in soundtracks. He's done over 200 movies. Yeah. Um, there are several movies we've actually, I think we have done that he's been a part of. I know he died quite a while ago. I think it was 2003 I saw that Something he passed like away. But, I mean, the dude's been nominated for 16 Oscars. He did win one for The Omen. Just huge. But um, I think we've got his, his intro here, right? Yeah, we'll start with the original theme, the instrumental. Oops, we will write. We will write. Uh, what are you doing, LPJ? Right. I was talking for like minutes there. Well, I'm working on it. Oh, God. No. It's a nope. Long That's the ending. LPJ. I'm dying here. I'm see, dying. See what I have to deal with here, Maggie? See? You I see had it and then what it disappeared. I have to deal with here. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we should just continue going in the plot. I got it. We're good. So I like in the beginning, very kind of patriotic um, with the trumpets going, very like JFK-ish, um, 
you know, the soundtrack to that movie. Um, you know, very much military, like taps type of deal um, with the trumpets in the beginning. And then it kind of turns more like, you know, guitar-y, bluegrass-y, you know, which, you know, in the movie, he's, he's in the mountains, you know. So I think it kind of fits both things of what's going on in this movie, right? You got mm-hmm. Vietnam vet coming back, and here he is in small-town America. It vaguely reminds me of the MASH theme. I was just oh, thinking. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and then, do we want to play the ending credit now? Or do we want to wait till the end? Let's play it now. Um, <laughs> Mickey can't wait for this. So, <laughs> favorite song. <laughs> favorite, love it. So, so before we play this, you know what? Let's play it, and then we'll talk. We'll play it, and right. then we'll talk. Are you gonna have it ready this time, or? Yeah, no, I got it. I got it right. Uh, I don't know if I no, trust you. I almost have it right. Yep. Where to go? Got it right here, right? Okay. Yep. It's a long road when you're on your own, and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. And every I'll gladly stand up next to you and defend her still. Oh, sorry. Did you write that, that too? I, thought, I don't think Gotta so. Gotta put more rasp into it. <laughs> it's a <laughs> It's a heartache when Rambo came to town and fucking killed everyone almost. For a sandwich. <laughs> But he burned the whole fucking town down somehow, not killing anybody for so a sandwich. So, so I take it you guys really like this song. This song is a dumpster fire, <laughs> man. I forgot this song had words. <laughs> I can And so like the, the end credits roll, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? It is so unexpected in this movie. It, it just really comes is. out of left field. Like Celine Dion could have fucking sang yeah. that song. And what irritated me, what <laughs> what really irritated me was it happens like the movie's still going. Yeah, like is. the ending is still happening while the movie while the song starts playing and the singing happens. Yeah, because he's being escorted in like the cop car while the yeah. song starts playing. It didn't have the right feel. It didn't match the <laughs> no. tone. The, it was no, like last minute. It's like we need an end credit song. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? And like somebody else, like, I got this, and they just throw it in there. Don't even listen. Throw it in. He's like, give me the. I'll just throw words on the song. Oh That's my it. goodness, <laughs> so bad. It's just so over the top, yeah. so horrid, and it's and so you know, it's you know, on the every lyric is so on the point. And, and Stallone should have known better. I mean, look at these classic Rocky songs he's got, and this is what he comes up with with Rambo. Come on, you know, I do have to say one thing: the person <laughs> Eye that of the wrote, Tiger. How did he go from that to Eye of the Tiger? The person that so you like you like the Rocky Four? Yeah. So so the person that the wrote Rocky Four, the, the Rocky Four soundtrack. Yeah. You know who wrote the Rocky Four soundtrack? Oh God, who? The guy who wrote Transformers the movie soundtrack. Oh shit. God. Stan Bush. Yes. The best soundtrack known to man. Uh-huh. Fight me if you disagree. I can't wait till we do that episode. I was going to say, I might have to rewatch it yeah, now. That's going to be, be like, one you're not the- on. <laughs> oh, that movie's constantly playing in the back of my head, I, word for word. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rocky, yeah. I guess real quick. So because um, Stallone hated this movie so much, <laughs> and like from the first take, you know, mm-hmm. the post-production, 
So it took forever for him to turn this movie from three hours of shit into 93 minutes of maybe not shit. We still haven't gotten to our final rankings now. But it actually delayed Rocky Three because they were waiting on him to do it. Oh, so, I didn't realize that because I knew yeah. they came out like one right after another. Yeah, so he had to finish Rambo first before he could get into Rocky Three, And because this movie got delayed because he hated it so bad, Rocky Three got delayed. Hmm. So I wonder what Mr. T was doing in the meantime. Sit-ups. Yeah. Pity and some fool. Shining his gold. Perfect. He was uh, he was voicing over, he was doing voiceovers for his cartoon, Mr. Oh. T. <laughs> there you go. Mr. T in the, uh, I don't remember the, I think it's just a Mr. T cartoon show. I think so. Yeah. Mr. T. <laughs> and they're all gymnasts, and for whatever reason, he was the guardian of the gymnasts. It was very Mr. T's gotta wait till I finish the song <laughs> before he can be the bad guy in Rocky 3. And was he really the bad guy? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure I liked him better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know what the hell happened. We started playing music and we got really, <laughs> we got really good. It ruins off. everything. It sure did. You know, it's funny. I, um, <laughs> after watching this, I um, looked at the, uh, looked at the, uh, the case and it was like rated R and I'm like this movie had an impressive body count for a rated R film you know one guy and three dogs so. one, one guy who dies accidentally yeah. accidentally yeah it is pretty bloody though when he dies yeah oh my it was oh, a lot of blood. I mean there's blood all over that rock there's a lot of blood <laughs> there's a lot of blood that and guy. there's a lot of f-bombs so there was. You know, oh, that's yes. why it's yeah. gotta be yeah the rated R yeah so. there's a lot of f-bombs yeah and who was um the young kid uh the, the oh, it was oh the hunter? Yeah, no, 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 no. the redheaded. Uh, yeah. cat, no, that's uh, um, oh, the cop name. that was from, getting bullied. Yeah, from um, I don't, I don't know his name. He didn't yes, even look yes, familiar. Yes, you do know his name. Do I? Yes, you do. God, I can't think of his name now. I don't know. In the meantime, while you're looking that up, there is a, a fun little story I found out from this whole chase. So when he's on the bike and he's being chased by the sheriff, which is an awesome chase, by yes. the way. Apparently, in the first take. The stunt driver in the cop car made that um, jump over the railroad tracks at 70 miles an hour and destroyed the chassis on the cop car, and it flipped, and it dragged itself from momentum, like 200 yards, they claimed. The dude broke his back. Ooh. Yeah. It was, and I guess it was like, like they didn't, ha they could not show that part. Like, they had to scrap all of that and try again. So, apparently, the dude got got beat up pretty bad. Well, Can you imagine being launched at 70 miles an hour through the air? Well, Stallone was injured pretty bad in this, too. See, I couldn't find anything I on did, it, yeah. so what did you find out? He, so the, the scene where he's falling off the cliff and he falls through the trees, Okay. the last third of that, last third of that fall, mm -hmm. is Stallone. Good yep. God. He's falling, hitting those branches. So when he lands on that branch, that's him yeah. falling and landing on that branch. He he did break his rib there. That's the oh, scene wow. they show. Yeah, yeah. So he broke his rib. Uh, he was all cut up on the way down. And um, the rest of the film, because they filmed it almost in sequence, mm -hmm. when he was like, when he screams in pain, yeah. he's he's in pain, like he his oh, I believe hurts. it. And uh, and later on, as he's getting ready to go through the mine shaft, mm -hmm. he went to go stick his hand on a piece of wood, not realizing there was a squib under the wood that went off in his hand. Oh! And so his hand, he like his hand was in so much pain that he wouldn't look at it because he thought his thumb was blown off. Good God. So it turns out it wasn't. It had just like blown off like the spot yeah, yeah, in between yeah. his. Still. So yeah. So he had uh, he had an injured hand the whole time for the for most of the movie. Man. Mm -hmm. Method acting. And uh, right? the actor was David Caruso. 
from oh. CSI. Uh, yeah. That's that, CSI Miami. That's no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah David yeah. Crusoe from NYPD Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, you're right. I didn't yeah. know who it was. All right, this helicopter fight here. I, <laughs> you know, like I liked that he was like that. The one cop was pissed. You know what happened to him, so he starts shooting at. Oh, uh, you mean the manager for Major League? You're right. Yeah, he was pretty pissed. <laughs> that wasn't really him, but he looked yeah. like him. No, that was him. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. That was not him. Yes. Was it really? Yeah. That was the manager for Major League. He needed the stash, and that was it. Yeah, is it? He didn't sound like him, though. What do you mean? He sounded exactly like Did him. Did you know this? Mickey didn't know this. I've Are you sure? I've never seen Major League, so I wouldn't. You've never seen Major League? Yeah, That's a different yes, conversation. Yes, 100%. Is it really? The manager for Major League. All right, anyway, you're going to confirm that, I guess. I don't need to confirm it. I oh, know I it. thought you were going to your phone. You are trying to convince me. If you want me, me to confirm well, it, Well, then why else did you go to your phone? Ooh, don't, don't confirm it. Don't oh, shame okay. me. Don't so you were confirm, confirming it the whole time. Anyway. Continue. S- Stallone? I did not. I, 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 well, I kind of did, I guess. I've been shamed for not seeing Major League, but at least I've seen Rambo before today. The helicopter scene. How does Rambo throw that rock so far to hit the damn window of the chopper? And then is is that is that really going to be enough to, the, to cause the guy to lose control on the first try? It pro- maybe on the a first star try, room. maybe a star room. Because I'm sure his nerves are already on edge because the guy told him I'd kill you if you didn't hold the steady. I guess. And then I'm, the winds or yeah. whatever was going on. I mean, he literally just fell like 200 feet and then crashed into a tree, and somehow he still got the arm strength to toss that rock. I was like, that's a little bit far-fetched. I get he's a Green Beret and all that, but <laughs> it still did make for a good scene. You knew that dude was going to fall off that helicopter. Yeah. Like, from the beginning, <laughs> oh, when he's already hanging off the side, I'm like, this dude's not going to make it. So, anyway. um, What are you doing, LPJ? Nothing. Look at my notes. Okay. I kind of I I had a no, know, feeling that... um. That that part was real because I felt every bit of, like saw it when he hit it and when he hit that branch and he said, "Oh God!" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ooh, I, I felt that." Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he acted that great because <laughs> I I felt like I was like chucking myself out like, "All right, all right, got it." Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you got hurt. I, yeah. Ooh. I like how um, the misdirection that he does in the forest. So they're all still hunting after him. Which all right, another another question I got to ask here. If you were any of these cops, would you be telling your sheriff, fuck this, I'm not going after this guy? Like the red-headed cop, you know, Caruso, I would have I would have been more like, you know what? I'm not dying after this guy. I'm going home. And he knew yeah. what was going on, too. Yeah, he, right. Like he knew he kind of got treated like shit from the beginning and sounded like he didn't really agree with what the sheriff was yep. charging him for. I would have been like, hell with this. From the police station. This guy is him. a death machine, right? <laughs> And then, and then you slow, and then like it's just awesome how Rambo like takes them all out without killing them all. Mm, you sure. know, he he devises that little trap with the wood, he, which like gets the guy in the dick, I guess. I don't how know. How quickly in the did legs. he throw that together? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, so quick. Yeah. So that that knife, yeah. his survival knife, dude. In the eighties, <laughs> everyone wanted that survival. Knife. I want one. Today. I have one right now. It's in my house right now. But it has the. Why do I have it? It was at my house. For hunting. Oh, for right. hunting. So, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's you know got all about hunting in Livonia. It's got the unscrewable cap, and inside the handle is fishing wire and a fishing hook. Okay, is and that what that... Okay, so yeah. I, was gonna, I thought it was a compass, but there oh, were, yeah, he had the, other the stuff is, in there, yeah, too. The end is compass, yeah, and it's got a saw blade on one side, an oh, actual, wow. and then a bottle opener. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's, a, it's like a military issue survival knife. I but, like, after this movie came out, everybody wanted one, and stores started selling them like crazy. I believe that. I mean, and headbands. A lot of headbands. And the headbands. A lot of headbands. You know his little outfit that he had there, the the bag or whatever that he found? Yeah, the poncho. Yeah, apparently that was all kind of made up on the spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they found it, you know, when they were, you know, 
rehearsing scenes or whatever, and Stallone's like, I can turn this into something. And apparently he still has it. It's this, it's this little memento of, I, I guess, the movie. That doesn't surprise me. It, yeah, he must have felt sympathetic or, I don't know, into it. So, yeah. Yep, so uh movie kind of, there's not really a whole lot left of the plot that we need to talk about. No, I mean, it, it really is. It, it's a hunt. It's a manhunt, yeah. pretty much. The whole movie is just kind of And he hunt. keeps trying to survive. Um, you know, the colonel does step in at this point, and he's trying to warn the, the local people, like, you don't want to mess with this guy. Just let him go. Like, he, he gives them stern warning. They do try to talk to um, Rambo through the walkie-talkie, like, hey, man, like, you know, turn yourself in at this point. Like, let's let's kind of move on from this situation. Uh, I was about to say Rocky. Rambo goes, they drew flirt first blood, not me. Um, you know, the National Guard shows up, yep. which I love. <laughs> the National Guard, they got the helmets and everything. That kind of made, that was a scene that made me laugh. Because then, like, the you leader know, of the National Guard was kind of an idiot. And then all of them were kind of like, we don't really want to be here either. I think the one guy's like, I do this part-time. <laughs> not <laughs> well, really into thing. this. That was the thing that they did. They did. There was another thing the movie did a good job. It did a good job um, juxtaposing real soldiers mm-hmm. versus the guys yeah. that are just, like, sympathetically... Pretending to be show soldiers on the weekend in the National Guard. I mean, and I'm not saying that now that that's true, but yeah. that was the stereotype then. Is that you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, we're in the National Guard. We're just like soldiers. Well, the reality is that dude's a pharmacist. That dude's a garbage man. They're only soldiers on the weekend because they have to be. Yeah, the one guy was bitching about getting back to the store because he's got to yeah. reopen it or something like <laughs> that. It's like okay, and then the one guy you know shoots the rocket launcher off. He's like, oh, it's fucking awesome! Like he was like, that's great. Meanwhile, like Rambo's somewhere trapped in that mine. Sure. So, yeah. and that scene's pretty cool too. When he's going through the mine, and then yeah. the rats are all after and he's him. He's following the uh, he's following the direction of the flame. Yeah. So that he could see where the uh, where yeah the, where, where the, the air, wind currents are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty sweet. Oh, those rats. So uh, yeah. I have, I'll just throw this in now. I have, I okay. have one oh, final pop quiz. <clears throat> so. What connection does this movie have with the 2011 Steve Austin film Recoil? I saw something about this, but I don't. So here's what I need you to do. I need you guys to picture. Ready? Picture Steve Austin, 2011 Steve Austin, in a movie called Recoil. Can you picture it? Mm -hmm. What connection does it have? Mind you, it has nothing to do with the way he looks. I just wanted you to picture him. I don't know. He's also being a military guy, being hunted down. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> same platoon, same town. And- ah, there it is. They both take place in the same fictional town of oh. Hope, Washington. Mm. Oh, there you go. Which they actually filmed out in British Columbia. Yeah, Hope, British Columbia. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's still called Hope. But you know what, uh, what other awesome movie we've done on this show that was filmed in British Columbia? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I do. You mean New York? <laughs> yes, Rumble in the New Bronx. York from Rumble in the Bronx Rumble with the those Bronx ice cap mountains. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, <laughs> and you know, once he finds himself out of the mine, um, he he takes over an, an army truck. Yep. Which at that point, that's when I would have thought, get the hell out of here, right? Like you've got the army van, army truck, whatever. Like, why do you go back in the town? Yeah, you know? he, he didn't and that's, need to. 
And that's where I kind that's where the movie kind of lost it on me, to be honest. Like I was I was all sold on this movie, all into it, loving everything that was going on, him trying to escape. But then it's like, dude, you bitched forever about how you just wanted to be left alone. You now had the chance and you didn't do it. Which mm-hmm. I get the whole pride conversation, but still, like you had your chance, man. I think at that point he had snapped and he had so. to he had to finish the job. Yeah. And he wasn't gonna yeah. get peace until this guy was dead. Until he finished the mission. Yep. I mean it's sweet that he decided right. to go into town because yeah. he fucking blows up the gas station. He then blows up somehow some other cars got blown up. I don't really understand how that happened. He he shoots up the the police station, mm-hmm. which that was pretty in, you know that's intense. I mean it's a police station, right? Mm-hmm. So and the weapons, the um, M60. Weapons oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, M60. Yeah, which that's the machine gun I chose for our ranking. Oh, uh, good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sexy gun. So then he goes Looney Tune style inside the um, what the hell do you call that? The outpost. He's got the 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 yeah. black gunpowder, like mm. making a little. <laughs> you know, it just reminded me of like old like Roadrunner and Mighty Coyote uh-huh. cartoons, <laughs> where they they make the little thing there, and he torches that place up. And then, yeah, he catches uh, the sheriff on the roof and uh, waits for the moment, gives them the shot, and, and there it is. And that's where they kind of have this final confrontation inside the police station. And the colonel stops him at the very last moment that he could before killing the sheriff and um, tries to talk him out of it, and he pretty much does. Yeah. He, he kind of breaks down and says, look, my life is now shit. Everyone I know is dead. I can't. I have constant nightmares, dreams, all that kind of stuff. and He basically describes all the symptoms of his PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. PTSD. Graphic detail. Yeah. yeah. And then he kind of gets escorted out and put in the cop car and, and move you over. So, so And it destroyed the town in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I like, too, how the sheriff had, like, a... Some sort of like a now, like a, I don't know, some sort of speaker where he's like, all right, everyone, return well, yeah, to your home. And then there's like eight people that are like running around trying to find town. shelter. <laughs> but those eight people weren't there before, but no. I think they were just there for that quick moment. So what did you guys <laughs> think of Stallone in this film? Excellent. Excellent? Yeah, great, great. Well, that leads me to our new segment, Ooh. which we are going to call Role Reversal. All right. Do roll reversal. Dude looks like a lady. We haven't thought of a theme song for this yet. That's what we're gonna go with right now. We're gonna go with that. Or we could bring the guy that did the ending. This. Oh, we're gonna do the roll reversal. It sounds like you just pooped. I gotta take a shit, so this movie's gonna end right now. Okay, so the way roll reversal is gonna work, I'm going to. Do you know how you're playing your game? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm going to um, <laughs> read you mm-hmm. a list of names of people that uh, either passed on the roll yes. or didn't get it for whatever reason, and you're going to tell me if you think the movie would be better or worse. Got it. You ready right. for this, Maggie? Let's go. Let's do it. <clears throat> In the role of John Rambo, Steve McQueen. Um... Worse. So I will say this: in the beginning of the film, in the beginning of the production of this film, they were thinking to go older with John with Rambo. I was going to say like yeah. that. That would have been my issue: is because that McQueen would have been too old by then? Because the, uh, yeah. the next next group is uh, Al Pacino. Worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Chris Christopherson. <laughs> he could have sang that song at the end. <laughs> James Garner. Um. Worse. Okay, now here's where it gets fun. Ready? Chuck Norris. 
Ooh. Chuck Norris could have done a hell of a job. That would have been a higher body count. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would have gone with the original version. I, <laughs> if a roundhouse kick would have happened in this movie, it probably would have been better. He would have kicked the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Kicks it down. <laughs> uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, God. No. no. Good Lord. He could have been the, one of the sheriffs or one of the, the cops. Uh, maybe we'll do that one next. Uh, although, uh, Nick Nolte. Mm, Nolte could have been okay. I don't know. Nolte's a little... You ever seen Blue Chips? No. He's not great. Okay. Mm. All right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> These are going to be quick ones. Ready? Jeff Bridges. No. Nope. De Niro. Mm, no. The guy's not Italian. Rambo's not Italian. Michael Douglas. Oh, God, no. And... John Travolta. <laughs> oh, no. Like right after Saturday Night Fever, probably be doing fucking disco dances. They do first blood. Uh. <laughs> so, they do first blood. What am I going to do? For, for, me, Tony. <laughs> for, for Troutman. <laughs> he ain't got no legs. <laughs> he ain't got no legs. Oh. He also could have sung a better song at the end of this movie, though. Can you imagine the dance break? Oh, my God. You're the one that I love, Rambo. Uh, All right, so for Troutman, (laughs) they had Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin would have been pretty awesome, actually. Kirk Douglas. He also could have been pretty awesome. Real quick, do you know why Kirk Douglas Uh actually was? (laughs) Go ahead. All right, so Douglas actually was going to, actually was offered the role. He had the role. Was there for a couple days. Didn't like how the movie was written because he wanted it to go back to the book where he got to shoot Rambo. They're like, no, that's not how this is going. He's like, all right, fuck you, I'm out. And he yep. left. Uh, then Rock Hudson. Uh, no. Mm-mm. All right, so this one, this is going to be... So for Will Teasel, this one will make you think. So Gene Hackman. Hackman would have been a solid choice. That would have been interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think Hackman would have taken... I mean, he didn't take the role. I think Hackman was too big at that point. Sure. Yeah, but it would have been good. And then Robert Duvall. Ooh, yeah, Duvall would yeah. have been. I think Duvall would have been really good. Yeah. But uh, uh, Brian Dennehy is great. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't fault Brian Dennehy. No. Yeah. All right. I, I like got one those. for you guys yeah. real quick. Okay. Wilford Brimley as the sheriff. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> he couldn't get very far because of the diabetes. <laughs> Listen here, I gotta check my blood and check it quite often. What did you do to me? So I cannot, I repeat, I cannot Maggie, go after doing? the Rambo. Okay? Unless he's got some Hershey kisses in his pocket, I ain't worrying about the Rambo. Why did your, why did your Wilfred Brimley turn into, turn into Foghorn Leghorn? It really he kind of did at the end. I say, I say, I have the diabetes. I say. You guys, are, you guys are a couple of assholes. Uh, this is fantastic. All right, let's rate this Wilford thing. Wilfred Brimley totally could have been him. <laughs> All right, let's rate this. Who wants to go first? Well, we leave it up to our guests if he wants to go first. Hmm. So it is on a five machine gun rating. You can wait until the end if you want, if you want us to go instead, or you can go first. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a four out of five machine guns. It definitely right. was some was some flaws, but I mean, still a great movie in my opinion. Great. I'll be Jay. You want to go next? Or yeah, me I'll too? Go, no, I'll go next. All right. Um, yeah, I'm also I'm gonna also gonna give it uh four machine guns. Uh, this is one of my one of the movies that I, like I said I, I've seen it a ton of times. I love watching it. Um, I really enjoy this film. You're right. It does have some weird like why does he go back you know kind of strange mm-hmm. moments in it but overall I think the film is written well it's acted well it's paced really well um, 
I think it's overall just a great, great film. I think everyone should see it. Yeah, I think if I would have had the experience of this movie like you two had, uh, I'd probably give it a four as well. So I'm going to knock it down a bit and give it a three and a half. Oh, cool. I I did love the the first hour of this movie. Um, I, I thought it was really, like I said, I, I barely wrote any notes because I was really into what was going on. Um, yeah, the, the ending let me down a little bit. Um, I get what it was trying to do. Man, I'm, I'm doing like a boondock saints here with Tess. Sure. Like I knew what the movie <laughs> was doing, so that's why I'm giving it props for what it was trying to do. But, you know, it, it was missing some of the pieces there. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. And overall, I, I do think um, it's, a, if it's a worthwhile action f- flick. I think I'm one of the few people actually that likes action movies that probably hasn't seen this yet. Um, but if you haven't seen it, yeah, I totally agree with LPJ. You, you need to go out and watch some Rambo. Maybe yeah. maybe skip the song at the end. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, for, yeah. the for for your own sake, I would I would recommend or write that. your own. Yeah, or write your own. Sure. Just just pause it or or just mute it and then just sing anything and it would be better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all right, good so, stuff. Um, Mickey, you got anything you want to plug? Mm. Anything you want? No. Well, I. Oh no! Wow. Yeah, I have nothing to plug. I mean, you know. Uh, find me on the uh, Gamezilla d- Discord server um, and uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Player One Miggy. Sweet. Yeah. You know, I did get that uh, PS4, so I'm excited to uh, play some games now with, oh, with the yeah. team, which my wife's not particularly thrilled by it, but whatever. Oh. Well, she's just not thrilled because it's you. Just wait till you start playing some GTA. She's really going to be thrilled. <laughs> Actually, I started playing that a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, man, there's a lot of swearing in that oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get the, get a lot more than I thought. Headset. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually just yeah. ordered that. Not for so, because <laughs> I started playing it late at night, I'm like, oh my God, my wife's going to kill me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, like, yeah. All sorts of words. I'm like, this is like, I remember Vice City. Anyway, we're getting a little bit off topic there, but yeah, so good stuff. All right, so I'm going to plug the two of you playing GTA together. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to plug Nick being in tr- Sphinx being in trouble and having to sleep somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But we should probably plug the awesome stuff that Gamezilla Media provides to everybody. So we do have the Gamezilla podcast, which um, comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, we also have Noobs and Dragons, which comes out on Wednesdays. I love me some Noobs and Dragons. Can't wait till they all die. Yeah. We've got Legend of Retro, which comes out on Thursdays. And then we've got the Movie Blast podcast, which comes out on Fridays. So starting with us, Last Action Podcast on Monday, you have a full week of podcasts that you can listen to each and every day. Yep. It and starts it, with us and then just keeps getting better. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. And if that's not enough for you, we've got blogs, which I frequently like to write some. You do, and your blogs are actually coherent and good. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, at the same time, we have some great streamers that you can watch uh, play some great games. We have Craig WK that does some great long plays that he posts on YouTube. Man, Ash has been binging all of Craig's long plays. Right now he's in the middle of... Uh, the Mario uh, Mario RPG, he, and he did that like months ago. What? Ash is a little behind. I know he's a little behind because well, oh, gotcha. we don't. I'm real specific about what I let Ash watch on YouTube. Well, and it's Craig WK. And you gotta be is, careful with what he does. No, and that's well, he's not gonna <laughs> swallow his soul. <laughs> but that's you? the thing is, Craig is generally clean on on all of his, with the exception of um, with the exception of Ogre Battle. Mm. Uh, the rest of his episodes have been clean. So if you got kids, they're very enjoyable. Craig does all kinds of different voices. 
and uh, it's a, it's watch the long plays. They're actually pretty good. Awesome. So yeah, we've got plenty of stuff there for you. If you are loving all of our content and you feel like you can do a little bit more for us, we would love you to be a patron on Patreon. So you just go to patreon.com slash media, and you can be donating as little as $1 a month to help us in paying the bills, making these operations work, and allow us to continue to offer these great shows each and every day during the week. So we would love for you to go on there and, and help us out. And then also give us some ratings on social media or wherever you're listening to these podcasts. Um, give us a nice five-star rating, thumbs up, smiley face, whatever it may be. Um, and then follow us on the Discord if you want to have more conversations. Miggy is always great on there talking with us about all sorts of fun stuff with our movie podcast. And we love that you're a fan. And we're so happy to have you on today. So you picked a great movie. and yep. Thank you. You were Thank a pleasure you. to have. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You have a nice smooth voice. It's nice Ooh. because normally it's a lot of shrieking from, from <laughs> oh, Sphinx. You're so <laughs> full of shit. So to have something something mellow to kind of <laughs> soothe my eardrums. It's nice. I know, I know Craig WK does have that have that uh, that uh that tone too. So I, I can't watch his stuff because I fall asleep all the time. But I enjoy <laughs> what I see before he puts me to sleep. But it's, it's really good. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's good bedtime music. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to play you for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that, we can say well. that this episode of Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll, we'll be back. Be back.